0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Sport Intern Special podcast, where we speak to the movers and shakers within the Olympic movement. Now, getting into the Olympics is the highest prize for any sporting federation. In this episode, we speak to Zena Waldrich, the president of the World Squash Federation. I began a conversation by asking Zena how difficult it was to get into the Olympic programme.
1: It would probably be fair to say that it becomes more more and more competitive for each edition of the Olympics because we've got more sports coming in and uh, more new sports coming in and new urban sports. So although, you know, the... um, Although the sport, you know, the sport's developed and it's modernised as a result of probably sitting on the cusp of Olympic inclusion, because it's really given us, generated some, some impetus behind, you know, but we have just missed out. And it, it, it does become more, more, more and more competitive. and that doesn't, that doesn't mean to say that we're not going to try, because I think in many respects, squash still fits the Olympic ideals so incredibly well um you know and we have many strengths and have probably strengthened our strengths over the years as a result of where we've where we've sat right on the edge um you know but it's a very it's a very it's a very competitive um it's a very competitive landscape and there are more and more sports who think they may have a chance of getting in and of course we know how difficult it is um so so yeah and so i think there are some some very much plus points of um of Squash's response in terms of modernising, applying technology, um, commercialising the sport. You look at what PSA has done over the last eight years in terms of building uh, a really robust business plan, bringing funding in. And, um, you know, I think as a result, the sport has learned to stand on its own two feet financially. It's had to, it's had to be financially sustainable. Whereas, you know, you've got many sports and um, federations that are within the Olympics who are, you know, up to 90 percent reliant upon the streams of funding that come from the Olympics. And if they were withdrawn, you know, and we see some sports under threat who, who, you know, who may be 90 percent reliant upon um, upon Olympic funding and they're going to have to rebuild. They're going to have to rethink and rebuild if that funding stream disappears um, whereas we would love to have such a funding stream and it would, it would, it would, it would fundamentally transform the sport, but, but, you know, we're having to learn to operate um, under, under a different business model.
0: You seem to have touched on the heart of the issue there regarding the importance of the Olympics to sports. What are the criteria that the IOC are looking for, which the sport of squash seems to have lost out on, on the last few editions of the Olympics?
1: I mean, it's um, the criteria will will differ and they have changed. You know, I mean, the Olympics is um, a fast evolving games. You have a different uh, organising committee every four years and they will have different priorities. The sports, the new sports that go in have varied and, um, you know, they're really the the decision primarily of the organising committee. They need to fit with their strategy. L.A. is very different to Paris. And. Paris is very different to previous you know we anticipate Brisbane will be different again to LA LA is probably the the most commercial Olympic bid that there has ever been and so that starts to influence what LA is looking for um, and it will be very financially driven so you know so they are they are quite different and how well does squash meet meet those criteria well you know, at the end of the day, yes, there are criteria. They are about how universal is the sport. Um, is it gender neutral? You know, is it, is it, is it gender balanced? What's the, um, what's the scale and what's the cost of in, including that sport within an Olympics? And squash is one of the cost very cost-effective sports because it has a very small footprint and you can actually run it on two glass courts which can be recycled and used elsewhere. There are a lot of positives that squash can bring. Um, one of those that it will compete against that, that probably, you know, it, it's had to work on has been its fan base, the size of its fan base, because as you know, as a participant sport, it covers most of the world. Um, and it's quite it's, it's got quite large participant numbers. And if you compare that with some of the existing um, Olympic sports, um, they may be very much smaller in participation but they've got huge fan bases you look at rugby sevens for example or athletics we have to constantly work on is the fan base and that's something that you know both the professional squash association and world squash um, have been working on in recent years and are still working on and I think the technology in terms of more um, OTT platforms it means that we can have independent platforms um, so it means we can, uh, and also broadcast across the Olympic platform. So we do; we are now doing a lot more of um, of covering squash through the Olympic platform, and it means that that, that it isn't pay to view. People can access it free, and and that I think is one of the one of the key aspects. T- tell me about the kind
0: of difference to squash it would make overall if Thomas Burke suddenly said that you're into the Olympics.
1: There are two. There are probably two key features that that make a big difference. One is that you you actually have funding that comes down from the Olympics as a result of broadcast sponsorship. Um, so each of the sports, depending upon the size of the sport, will have um, funding that comes down for a four year period, for that four year Olympic period. And that would make a significant difference um, to squash because even if it was on the bottom rung of the ladder, it would probably triple our budget, at least. Um, I don't have the exact figures in front of me, but we are talking here about, I mean, squash has a budget of 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 just less than half a million pounds world squash as a budget of just less than, than half a million pounds and we would probably be increasing that to two possibly you know to two, probably two million pounds a year so that makes a big difference the bigger sports are much much bigger than that um athletics and um and swimming and the bigger sports would be much bigger than that but the other area that really does have a difference is for our member nations for our, our the squash nations um there's a big difference to, to many of them from whether they're inside or outside the olympic tent and if they're outside it they will have little very little if any funding from their um from their uh, their ministry their governments and if they are within it then then it could be quite significant and that's about funding and that's about performance support and it's about profile So it can make quite a difference. So there are two, those are the two key features that that will differ. And of course, depending upon which nation you're in, um, that amount of funding that comes down will differ.
0: Half a million doesn't seem like a big budget, but then you also did say that you have to learn to be independent and, and work on the budgets you have. But then how do you maintain the independence of your sport, but also develop it at the same time?
1: so um there, there are two components to this so you've got the professional squash association that runs the world tour with the professional players and they've been um they've been really successful in generating more a lot more sponsorship and revenue coming in commercially um, to fund the prize funds and and the top on the on the top players and that that gives um profile and exposure to our sport at the top end but of course You can't just rely upon that because it's really important that we have a pipeline um, going into the professional game, um, whether that's about players or coaches um, or referees or, you know, a whole range of of others who support the sport. And that's where the World Squash Federation and its activities are really important in supporting those squash nations around the world to develop the sport from grassroots all the way through um, the talent and performance pathway um so that's you know that's where it that that's really important and and PSA has done a fabulous job in the last eight years of of um increasing its sponsorship and its revenue and its number of of um of events and the profile of the sport um World Squash Federation is on a new journey now with a new strategy um it has tended to focus in recent years in in um recent Um, board terms um, it's tended to focus on trying to get into the Olympics and now we've changed that focus we've changed that focus to developing the sport as a whole Um, and in doing so if that happens to get us closer to an Olympic place then then that's a bonus but we're not we're not putting all our eggs in one basket we are actually saying we need to focus on developing the sport because if we don't get into the Olympics at any point in the near future then the sport has still benefited, and we've grown and and developed the sport um, to its maximum potential. We generate revenue from membership fees from our nations. We generate um, from from our accreditation process for courts and equipment. Um, We generate income from our SPIN um, program, from our SPIN registrations, which is for um, international players, Um, from our our coaching programs. So there's a range of different ways in which we generate income, but we also then need to develop more assets to, to, to support the sport and that supports the whole of the sport, not just the top end.
0: How difficult is it to get sponsors on board when you're still sitting on the fringes of Olympic recognition?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's um, bear in mind that the Olympics gives a sport profile for two weeks every four years, so we shouldn't overemphasise the value of the exposure um, for, that the olympics gives and especially as we can now we've now got access to the olympic platform and um, the, the olympic uh, broadcasting as well um, but it is about just it, it's building up the sport and the um as, as you say the broadcasting the eyeballs it's trying to develop that um around the world and um, for those for those other three years and um, fifty weeks, you know, we've got we've got to work on that, um, and so that is that is something that we're we're spending quite a bit of time on at the present moment, and it doesn't necessarily need to cost us a lot of money. We just need content, good quality content, to get out there across the various platforms that we have availability where we where we can access. It's interesting because we actually sit. We are um we're um Olympic recognized sport. So you've got your those in the program, and then you've got another group, which isn't that which isn't that big. We're a one of us a relatively small group um of sports that is recognized by the IOC. And then you've got a huge number of sports that sit and they're not recognized. So, <clears throat> you know, I think um, so we have regular meetings with the IOC. Um Probably you know every, every three to six months we'll sit down with them and we'll go through various things and they'll ask us how they can help us other than, other than with a stream of money. we get a small we get a small um, development grant from the IOC. Um, it helps us helps us in a small way. Um, and, and they're there to support us if, in, in other ways if we need that. We're doing the right thing in our approach, with our strategy in terms of concentrating and focusing on the growth of the sport and the development of the sport, rather than trying to focus on um, trying to get into the Olympics.
0: I know that squash is played by millions of people around the world and a lot of uh, young people as well. How encouraged are you by that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think it's one of the things, I think it's one of the things that we've underplayed in recent years is the size and the strength of our junior programs. Uh, If you look, at, um at Asia they've got huge junior program um and you look at countries like India and Malaysia they've got big junior programs and then if you look at Europe Europe's got um, a huge junior program with some very high quality events it has um, it has 31 junior open sanctioned tournaments in Europe each year in 30 nations from age under 11. Under nineteen. Now, I don't know many sports have got kind of that that infrastructure that goes up in five in in um, in two year age ranges under eleven, under thirteen, under fifteen, under seventeen, under nineteen that have fifty nations playing in a junior open event um, with the very best players in the world, all the be- junior best junior players in the world. Waiting lists for many of the draws. The, the world squash coaching program now is. Um, is developing a lot more coaches around the world, including um, a lot more female coaches. Uh, some of the um, uh, data coming out of the IOC, where they're really concerned about the number of female coaches that are probably only about ten percent, whereas squash is at the moment sitting at around thirty percent female coaches on our on our register, which is really encouraging. You know, so I think there's a lot of a uh, really an encouraging. Um, Really encouraging developments um, within squash, with with lots, more, lot lots more to do, um, that I think give us room for 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 real optimism going forward. And if we were to get into the Olympics, it would again be a, a, a huge additional bonus. But we're certainly not relying upon it. It would be great. It would be great to see squash in the Olympics, and I think many um, sports stars from even from outside squash. Um, are are supportive of of, of Squash's bid if we were to get in.
0: And that was Zena waldridge the President of the World Squash Federation. Don't forget, you can get daily updates on all the news from around the Olympic movement by subscribing to the Sport Inter newsletter produced every day, Monday to Friday. Until the next time, stay safe.